Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success. And laugh, yes, we have to have some fun along the way, don't we, guys? Look, we're all affected by commercial real estate, and some more than others. Are you involved in your company's lease renewals or location decisions? Are you among the millions of people in the commercial real estate industry or involved in a business closely related to real estate? Or maybe you're just one of the successful, educated listeners of this show who enjoy an inside look into this multi-billion dollar industry. Well, we have a timely show topic for you this week, buying and selling foreclosed properties, notes, and distressed assets. Now, let's start the show with an update from Tom Fink. Tom is a senior managing director with TREP, a leading provider of CMVS and and commercial mortgage information, analytics, and technology. Good morning, Tom. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Michael. It's a pleasure to be with you again. Uh, Tom, our listeners today are interested in either selling foreclosed properties and distressed assets, their their lenders uh, or maybe owners, or they're interested in buying them, and we've also seen some people doing both. Uh, What can you tell us about the level of foreclosures and distressed debt across the nation? Well, what I can tell you, Michael, is based on the data that we're tracking is the numbers are going up again in October. You know, and just foreclosed and REO properties in the commercial mortgage-backed security space, which is the best data available, you're looking at around $60 billion of assets. If you look at the commercial bank industry, based on the rough numbers we have, you're probably looking at, you know, another $90 billion in the commercial bank space. So all total foreclosure REO, probably $150 billion in the country right now. And how much of that that is distressed right now? Well, that's all distressed. That's the stuff that's already foreclosed, and that's the stuff that's already REO. So that's the stuff the banks and the CMBS lenders have already said, you know what, we can't save this. It's time to sell. So we have a lot to talk about. (laughs) You do. You have a big topic today. What about looming maturities? Uh, What's the volume there? You know, we think that there's upwards of a trillion dollars coming due in the next three years. Wow. Yeah, so and a lot of that's going to a lot of that is still on the bank balance sheet. So a lot of that is at local financial institutions. So one of the things I've been telling, you know, my customers and people that ask me is that, you know, talk to your banker and tell them you're interested in buying distressed assets. Hmm. Okay. And what do you think the average recovery rates uh, are right now that you're seeing the uh, lenders are? Well, we what we hear is that the recovery numbers in the commercial bank space are pretty good, but we think there's some of that is that the banks are selling their best distressed assets. You know, in the land development, the construction development loan, the subdivision loans, you know, recovery rates are, you know, you know, 10 cents on the dollar or less. In the CMVS space, what we've seen this year, uh, if you take out the big loans that have resolved for very low losses, we're seeing you know losses on the order of fifty, sixty cents on the dollar. Hmm. Well, what are you expecting for two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve? Well, I think what we're going to see is the markets are going to continue to heal. I mean, as, as bad as things are, you know, we can say there's one hundred and fifty billion, two hundred billion of you know foreclosed REO debt that still leaves you know several trillion of debt that is still, you know, people are still working on the property, still trying to make them current, still trying to make them good. Well, great. Yeah, we're starting to see some turnaround, and uh, that's uh, positive for all of us. Well, Tom, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks, Mike. It's always a pleasure. Talk to you soon. You too. If you'd like more information about the mortgage industry, you can access Tom's contact information at the show website, CREshow.com. Okay, let's meet our expert panel for today's show. Uh, First, please welcome Tim Solomon. Tim is a respected veteran in the multifamily and distressed real estate industry. I first met Tim when I received some assignments to sell foreclosed properties uh, from Freddie Mac. Uh, Was that back in the 80s? I think, uh, Tim, early, 90s. early 90s. What were you, 16 or so, I think, at the time? Um, Tim is vice president with Trimont Real Estate Advisors. Trimont provides a full range of services from strategic asset management on underperforming assets to primary servicing for performing assets. They have 350, empl- 350 employees in six offices located in Atlanta, Irvine, London, Mumbai, New York, and Singapore. Let's have a meeting there. Um, Ernie Eden's with us today. Uh, Ernie is a, also a, a distressed asset guy, a veteran in the business. Uh, Ernie has decades of experience in the apartment industry. In a past down cycle, he was with the REO uh, division of Freddie Mac. Ernie leads the apartment group at Bull Realty, which focuses on selling multifamily properties throughout the southeast. Ernie, thanks for being with us. Good to be here. Uh, Todd Baldry with Regions Bank is in the studio. Uh, Todd is vice president of OREO Georgia and has been with the bank for 10 years. 
I have to say that more people I meet at Regions, uh, the more I like this bank, and so uh, uh, welcome. I appreciate it. We'll need your deposits. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'll hope to have some soon. Uh, Regions provides commercial, retail, and mortgage banking solutions with 1,800 branches in 16 states with assets of $142 billion. Uh, Ty, can I have borrow maybe $1 billion? Just well. Okay. A billion in, a billion in deposits. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> We're also pleased to have Clip Lance in the studio uh, today. Clip is a principal with Clifton Funds. Clifton Funds is a private real estate investment company. Clifton pools qualified investors' funds for the acquisition of foreclosed properties, notes, and distressed real estate. Prior to Clifton Funds, Cliff was a real estate attorney with Austin and Bird, and his practice focused on real estate investment partnerships. Cliff, Cliff thanks for joining us. Thanks, Michael. Great to be here. I'm your host, Michael Bull. I'm the president and founder of Bull Realty. I've been in the brokerage business for 30 years. During that time, I've worked through some past down cycles for sure. Uh, Bull Realty has three offices and is currently working with 74 lenders selling notes and commercial properties throughout the southeast and occasionally around the nation. All right, let's get to the information you're looking for today, buying and selling foreclosed properties, notes, and distressed properties. Uh, gentlemen, some lenders are selling notes versus going the foreclosure route. Uh, what are the benefits to, to lenders and, and buyers of notes uh, to, to buy notes rather than go in the REO uh, route? And uh, Todd, do you want to start us out? Well, Michael, from the it really all depends on the bank's philosophy. Uh, I think with uh, selling notes, it's obviously a lot faster and easier. It's an as-is sell. Uh, it, it's it's actually become part of workout strategies these days, where you you're dealing with the borrower and you you. If you just if they just can't make the full repayment, uh, that might actually be a way to get out of it. Um, when uh, when you get to foreclosure, uh, it, it a lot of it depends on whether or not the bank is going to confirm the deficiency or not, which uh, you know it can cost a lot of money if you if you go through that whole process with an attorney. Uh, Lost share banks can't sell notes. Uh, you know the FDIC pro- prohibits from doing that. They want to get as much money out of the bank as possible, um, or out of the borrower as possible. And, uh, you know, on the foreclosure side, you have a lot of property management to deal with. Uh, Regions has been a big seller of notes, and uh, we think that it's going to continue to be that way because of the, the ease of, of transitioning from a note sale. Although, uh, you know, when you sell it, you do lose the opportunity to go after that borrower. Um, really quickly, I, I would say that in the past, a note might be, you might get a better deal on a note than foreclosure due to the costs that are associated with foreclosing on the property for the bank. But more recently, we've seen note buyers that are actually buying the note for the note and the ability to go after the borrower instead of just buying it for the real estate, which uh, gives us a little bit of a premium on that price. So those are some things to think about. And what might be a possible detriment of uh, selling the note and uh, and going that route, uh, Tim? Well, Todd's already mentioned you give up the deficiency pursuit against the borrower. Uh, for one thing, it's... Uh, n- you're not buying a hard asset when you're buying a note. You're, you're 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 buying the ability to perhaps get to the asset or to go after the borrower. So you've got to make a decision tree. It's not perfectly clear, which is why it warrants the discount typically or historically has. I'm intrigued by the same thing. There are some performing notes that have simply gotten to maturity default issue that can be extended the old extend pretend. And there are buyers out there who will pay a decent price for a yield. So we've got another arsenal that's coming up for the better quality of assets. But truly, it's a tale of two cities. We've got some loans that are impaired by collateral that is so far gone, there's really not much hope other than ultimate foreclosure or discounting the note to a very severe degree. Uh, Or you've got the better assets that are today trading at cap rates that we haven't seen the likes of which in in a decade. So it really is a tale of two cities. On the stable assets. On the stabilized institutional grade assets, exactly. Uh, Cliff, what are you guys seeing uh, when you're buying notes and what are some of the uh, considerations that your fund uh, takes into account when they're buying a note? Well, on the on the question of notes versus buying the REO, you know, there are a whole host of additional risks when you're looking to buy a note. Um, we mostly look at, at uh, non-performing notes, so you're in a situation where uh, the borrower has not been paying the note, usually for a good period of time. That never happens, does it, Dad? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, and when you're in that situation, you know, it's typical for a borrower to, you know, not put in the money that uh, would be necessary to upkeep the property. So, it, uh, And then you've got a delay in time. If you buy the note, um, if you're not able to work something out with, with the borrower uh, and you do end up going through the foreclosure process, what happens to the asset 
during that period of time. You've got a, a pretty significant risk there, depending on what jurisdiction you're in, you know, how long does the foreclosure process take, what kind of defenses can the borrower uh, bring up uh, to foreclosure, um, and the amount of due diligence, you know, that we're typically able to do on a note deal versus just buying a, an REO uh, asset is, is significantly less. So there's, there's the issue of not having as much information to make a decision uh, when you're buying a note, typically, uh, versus buying the actual asset itself. So the banks are expecting cash offers with no contingencies. That's, that's what you want at Regions, right, Tom? That's right. <laughs> and, so, and, and, so, and not only that, I mean, a lot of the note sales that, that we're seeing these days are packaged deals. So, you know, it's very uh, often the case that you're having to buy, you know, a package of, of notes um, that are put together, typically the good with the bad, uh, and again, the information is pretty limited on on what you're able to to uh, dig into on the property. You know, I think that's an issue for some note buyers. They're trying to decide how much due diligence to get into, what can they afford to do, and time wise and money wise before they make an offer on that note, and they don't know if they're going to get it. So it's another reason the the note may be discounted a, a little more than the uh, REO. And of course, and most of them are all cash. Ernie, you thought you're seeing some uh, instances where there was some financing available to buy notes. Yeah, we've had some conversations with at least one lender who has indicated willingness to finance a note. Yes, excellent. Okay, we have to break for just a moment. When we get back, we look at the different types of lenders and how best to work with each one. I'm Michael Bolt. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show on Biz 1190. Always right on the money. Biz 11.9. Weather. It's Saturday, and it is going to be a beautiful one out there. High pressure and control. This is the fall weather that we have been waiting for. We'll see lots of sunshine for today. A fairly calm wind. High temperatures in the low 70s. If you are taking the kids out trick-or-treating tonight, clear skies. Lows will be in the mid-40s. On Sunday, a spectacular Halloween. Highs will be in the low 70s. Sunshine, clear skies, and 50 degrees for Sunday night. I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Williams for Biz 1190. For the latest economic business and market news, as it happens, listen for First Word, weekday mornings till 7, helping to jumpstart your day. As it happens, with the First Word in Business Radio, First word. this is Biz 1190. Did you know if you're over the age of 50, you're at risk for age-related macular degeneration, or AMD? It's the leading cause of vision loss in older Americans, affecting 10 million people. Symptoms of AMD can include blurry vision or dark spots in your vision and could eventually lead to sight loss. The good news is that according to AMD Alliance International, AMD can be prevented or managed. Early detection by an eye doctor is important because initially there may be no symptoms at all. So if you're over 50, be sure to have regular eye exams and talk to your doctor about preventative measures you can take. If diagnosed with AMD, there are things you can do to slow down the progression of the disease. And clinically approved treatments are available for the most severe form of macular degeneration that may even reverse some vision loss. Any of us can be affected by AMD. None of us should surrender to it. To learn more about macular degeneration and all of your prevention and treatment options, visit amdalliance.org. Are you a lender looking to sell foreclosed properties? Are you an investor looking to acquire foreclosed properties? Then this is for you. Hello, I'm Michael Ball, president and founder of Bull Realty Incorporated. Bull Realty is selling foreclosed properties across the nation and all around Atlanta. If you're a lender, there's never been a better source to sell foreclosed properties. I guarantee results. If you're an investor, there's never been a better time to act. Bull Realty is selling all types of commercial properties, apartment complexes, shopping centers, office properties, and land. Experience why 74 lenders and servicers utilize Bull Realty to sell commercial properties. And you're invited to call me personally. A specialized team designed to accomplish your mission is available now. Visit BullRealty.com and call 404-876-1640. That's BullRealty.com and call 404-876-1640. Bull Realty, proven commercial performance. The Commercial Real Estate Show is sponsored in part by Arnold Golden Gregory, Attorneys at Law. With 60 years of tradition in serving the real estate needs in Atlanta, our 130 attorneys share a simple philosophy. We don't just tell you if something is possible, we show you how to make it happen. This requires creative thinking, unique knowledge of the market, and a commitment to efficiency. 
qualities that our clients say make all the difference. The real estate practice of Arnold Golden Gregory understands the Atlanta market and has forged relationships with brokers, bankers, developers, and investors to support the legal needs of our clients. Whether acquiring a small retail center or negotiating a complex joint venture for a new downtown development, companies turn to Arnold Golden Gregory for their real estate needs. For information on Arnold Golden Gregory and how we can help you, visit us online at agg.com. That's agg.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Today's topic is buying and selling foreclosed properties, notes, and distressed assets. Remember, this show is a resource for you for both information and for access to industry experts. You can check out the full bios of everyone on this show, including contact information, at our website, CREshow.com or CommercialRealEstateShow.com. You can also listen to past show podcasts now on iTunes or at the show website. We're in the studio today with Tim Solomon with Trimont, Ernie Eden with the apartment group of Bull Realty, Todd Baldry with Regions, and Cliff Lance with Clifton Funds. Gentlemen, let's talk about the difference when dealing with servicers and banks and with the various types of banks. First, let's look about the differences between servicers and banks. Uh, Tim, why is it sometimes a little more difficult to deal with special servicers? Well, Michael, when you and I first met, it was an era of portfolio lenders for the most part who may have participant interests. But uh, by and large, there was somebody to take the phone call and actually work a deal and make a decision whether it affected their books or not. The good, the good old days? <laughs> the, the, I don't know how good they were, but they were the old days. But we are dramatically different today. Part of what got us out of the S&L crisis was the creation of uh, commercial mortgage-backed securities, which was a Wall Street uh, invention that uh, it, it laid the seeds to the current problem and, and that it got too excessive. It grew to a $300 billion a year industry. And of the $3.5 trillion of, of uh, commercial real estate debt, about 20% of that is CMBS, uh, Commercial Mortgage of Security, where you don't have a single person to talk to. The debt has been sliced into various tranches. It can be up to 15 or 20 different slices to bondholders. It's held together by something called a pooling and servicing agreement, and it's highly complicated. You've got a master service for typically a bank who processes payments. If it gets in trouble, it goes to what's called a special servicer. That industry is exploding. Uh, Tom at TREP mentioned $60 billion foreclosure. I, I read it could be $100 billion a year from today in terms of uh, what they're taking on, and it's just a, a massive amount of work. Uh, we're, as an industry, we're still new to the process. It's highly fraught with uh, opaque documents that the attorneys can't agree with, and uh, intentionally it's a slow and deliberate process that is just prolonging this part of the workout business. So, so, if you're, so if you're dealing with a special servicer and you're trying to buy a note or foreclosed properties, that particular special servicer you're dealing with, what is their main interest? They're, they're held accountable to what's called the servicing standard, and that's another one of those uh, hard-to-define terms, basically what you would do if you owned it. And you've got to be careful that you can be sued by the bondholders if you don't show this prudent degree so a fiduciary is, is critical. First thing you do is you get an appraisal, good, better, otherwise the industry has to anchor on something. Uh, at the 90% of the appraised value level, you go back to the trustee who notices all parties to the transaction and the bond class that is still standing with 25% of their position in the, in the deal becomes the operating advisor who basically gets to approve the workout strategy. So every special servicing deal has to go through at least 30, 60, 90 days to even know who your client is. And yet you're held accountable to satisfy the highest net present value for the whole trust. So there's a bit of some diciness built into mixed agenda. You just have to be very uh, uh, careful in, in how you go about documenting the files and making decisions so nothing in CMBS land happens very quickly. And the buyers are, of course, frustrated by that. Uh, one of the strategies has to be if you can't work something out with the bar where you do foreclose. My experience, that's seldom the best option for the trust unless you've got a bad borrower or a very rapidly declining market situation. You try to work something out with the guy who is in it and has should have the biggest belief in its recovery. And the industry is uh, accused of the ex extend pretend, and sometimes that is the best interest to try to salvage a deal and recast it to the extent that you can. And the remic rules don't give you a lot of allowance, but that too is being, uh, the envelope is being stretched over time. 
Okay. Thanks, Tim. Well, let's look at the uh, difference between the philosophies of the different size banks, community banks, regional banks, national banks, and their disposition uh, uh, strategies. Uh, Todd, what are you seeing there? Well, obviously, my perspective is from the banking side. Clifford might be able to speak more towards the uh, the purchasing side and what he's seeing from the banks. But I would say that the regionals have been more aggressive from what I'm hearing, uh, dis- disposing of their assets. They they Maybe they have TARP money or whatever the reason might be to start lending again. They want to uh, focus on the on the core uh, money money ju- money bringers in. Sorry mm-hmm. about the grammar there, but uh, you know the, the the nationals are really starting. The bigger biggest banks are really starting to crack a little bit. I know they've they've kind of waited around, thinking there might be other ways to remedy the the, the bad loan situation. But uh, from what I can tell. Uh, there's starting to be some some pretty avid sellers. There's one or two banks that that uh, that are just going to wait. They have the capital base to, to to hold on to assets for a longer period of time. The community banks are in a tougher position, as everybody knows. A lot of them have failed, and one sale, one loss can take them down. So they have to to maximize the value of the asset in any way they can. You know, they want higher appraisals. Uh, I would say that I'd like a lower appraisal, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the bank's detriment. But to be able to sell it, that's the way, you know, that's what you need. Um, Lost year banks are a little bit different. They uh, they have to deal with the FDIC, and they have to figure out a way to uh, to sell it for what it's worth. And, um, you know, they can't really take many hits uh, related to the appraisal at all. So if a buyer is trying to buy a foreclosed property from a community bank and uh, they don't think they're getting good response from the bank, it may be because the bank can't give them a good response. That's exactly right. Okay. And then on some of the large national banks, what you're seeing then, and some of the some of those banks are saying, hey, let's get through this, let's dispose of these assets and get to the good side of banking again. I think that's exactly what we're all trying to do now because it's been three years and the extended pretend is, is, has been way too long. There's other good business out there right now. Right. In, in the banking business. Well, I think it's a great time to do loans on commercial real estate with where rents are and values are. I think some of the safest loans that you'll ever do are now. So I'd like to see the, uh, the banks getting back into to lending, and I'm glad to see them starting to do that. Uh, well, let's talk about loss share uh, agreements and the banks that uh, have loss share agreements and those who don't and, and some of the uh, differences that you're seeing there. Uh, Tim, what are you seeing? Uh, the lusher banks uh, have, as, as Todd mentioned, a unique set of requirements. So I understand they've got to go after the, the deficiency, as an example. Every okay. time. They must go after that. So that's not always the best prudent business decision that a workout guy might make. So they've got a bit of a difficulty in, the, in their structure. Uh, I, I wonder how motivated they truly are to move assets when they uh, have such favorable financing to the structures. And the parties, I don't know if you have any comment about that. Uh, I, I do know that uh, they do have to go after, they have to confirm every deficiency, and basically that can keep them from selling the asset. It might be a good asset that they have multiple offers on that they think the price is as good as it can get, but they might have to wait months to confirm the deficiency and keep them from getting that asset off their books. Interesting. Well, investors really haven't seen a flood of Class A assets from the banks yet, and why do you guys think that's the case? Has Extended Pretend been a successful strategy? Um, what, what do you guys think there? Well, in the multifamily space, uh, which is what I typically deal in, uh, Ernie as well, Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae have created a base uh, for survival that the other parts of the industry don't have. Without them, I think we'd be uh, in, in very desperate conditions. But basically, they're getting the first and the last look at every good apartment deal in the country right now. And thank goodness, or we'd all be selling pencils. Uh, the higher quality assets are trading again at cap rates that we haven't seen the likes of which in, in, a, in, in a long time. And I, I kind of question if we haven't gotten too far ahead. Most of the stuff, however, is not trading at cap rates at all because there's no income to apply against. And earning on the Class A assets, I guess you're not seeing a lot of foreclosures. Well, that's right. Of the of the 22 sales that were foreclosures this year in, in one major market, only two of them were Class A sales. All right. Well, thank you. We have to take a short break. When we get back, we'll explore more intel and best practices. I'm your host, Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show on Biz 1190, always right on the money. Keep it tuned to Biz 1190 for the latest from Hartsfield Jackson as Joy Presley and the travel team help you fly out and not. These security wait times at all your checkpoints are less than 10 minutes. Biz 1190, travel and transit. I'm Joy Presley. Always right on the money. 
smog, garbage, sewers, car exhaust. Today's world puts our sense of smell on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. When you visit, your nose will instantly recognize the purity of nature. Bask in the aromatic scent of the black pine trees blowing in the wind. Detect the sweet fragrance of primroses, wild violets, and blue sage. Smell the fresh salt water in the air as waves crash into rocky shoals. When you smell these things, you're smelling the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov/refuges. That's fws.gov/refuges. Move a citrus plant and you start playing a dangerous game with the future of America's citrus. A lot could be lost. Lemon trees, orange trees, lime trees, grapefruit trees. Every move comes with a risk. Take a shot, move a citrus plant, and you could be spreading citrus disease. You could be killing countless trees in this deadly game. Florida's orange groves gone. Every lemon tree in California gone. Grapefruit gone forever. Please don't risk citrus. Don't move citrus, or it's game over for the fruits and flavors we love, and we all lose. Citrus disease has already killed millions of citrus trees, and there is no cure. Find out the risks in your area and how you can help protect America's citrus at SaveOurCitrus.org. That's SaveOurCitrus.org. A message from the USDA. Are you influential in your company's location decisions? Would you like to secure the right space at the best price in the most favorable terms? Then this is for you. Hello, my name is Michael Bull, president and founder of Bull Realty Incorporated. The location, cost, and terms associated with real estate can dramatically affect your company's bottom line. Bull Realty Corporate Services places the power of market knowledge and transaction experience on your side of the table. Office, medical, retail, or industrial, each corporate services team specializes in one property type. They know the properties, they know the owners, and they know the market. Experience why in this year alone, over 150 companies, including law firms and even real estate companies, have utilized Bull Realty Corporate Services to renew their leases and locate new facilities. You're invited to call me personally. A specialized team designed to accomplish your mission is available now. Visit bullrealty.com and call 404-876-1640. That's bullrealty.com, 404-876-1640. Bull Realty, proven commercial performance. The Commercial Real Estate Show is sponsored in part by Arnold Golden Gregory, Attorneys at Law. With 60 years of tradition in serving the real estate needs in Atlanta, our 130 attorneys share a simple philosophy. We don't just tell you if something is possible, we show you how to make it happen. This requires creative thinking, unique knowledge of the market, and a commitment to efficiency, qualities that our clients say make all the difference. The real estate practice of Arnold Golden Gregory understands the Atlanta market and has forged relationships with brokers, bankers, developers, and investors to support the legal needs of our clients. Whether acquiring a small retail center or negotiating a complex joint venture for a new downtown development, companies turn to Arnold Golden Gregory for their real estate needs. For information on Arnold Golden Gregory and how we can help you, visit us online at agg.com. That's agg.com. Been a busy day? Need to figure out where things stand? Then be sure to take a look back at the day's financial news with Biz 1190 and Taking Stock. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6, right here on Atlanta's Business Talk of the Town, Biz 1190. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bolt, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Today's show topic is buying and selling foreclosed properties, notes, and distressed assets. Remember, you can receive updates of upcoming show topics and guests through Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Just sign up, sign up at the show website, creshow.com. There will be some upcoming show topics you certainly will not want to miss. Okay, we're in the studio today with Tim Solomon with Trimont, Ernie Eden with the apartment group at Bull Realty, Todd Baldry with Regions, and Cliff Lance with Clifton Funds. Uh, gentlemen, what role do appraisals and brokers' opinion of values play when lenders are making decisions uh, on short sales and note sales and foreclosed properties? Uh, Ernie, what are you seeing out there? 
Well, first of all, when a lender uh, sees that they're going to be having a property coming back, they get an appraisal done. Uh, that's critical. They have to get an appraisal. They typically go out and get opinions of value from brokers as well. Uh, they want to understand what the property is all about, what the details are, what the history is, what the market's like. Uh, in some cases, they have seen the property. In some cases, they haven't. But they just it gives them a sort of baseline bit of information about what's going on at the property and the market. And what types of things might you uh, have in a broker's opinion of value that you're doing for a lender on, on a large asset? We, we did a... One recently, it was a $25 million asset. We did about 125-page opinion of value. It included everything from um, apartments that it was an apartment property. It included everything from apartments that are on the market, apartments that have been sold in the market, apartments that are competitive rental properties, uh, land sales. Uh, It just covered the whole waterfront of everything that people need to know about, what, what the whole market area rents were like, what the occupancies were like, as well as the marketplace in in the immediate neighborhood. Now, what was the lender's reply when you handed them a 125-page broker's opinion value? Uh, they were quite astonished. They had never <laughs> seen anything quite like it. <laughs> all right. Well, then they, they have all the information they they need then. Well, what types of properties have lenders foreclosed on the most uh, in this cycle? Um, Tim, can you share that? I ask a type. What we're seeing is hospitality hotels are getting slammed the, the first and the worst. Uh, it's not just a real estate type. It's a business class. And Although segments are healing, a lot of it is not. And many hotels are built as a component to condominiums that were designed to pay down the land basis. Well, there is no condominium market, so the the whole thing, a lot of resorts just are not working right now. Secondly is multifamily. Surprisingly, despite my comment about Freddie and Fannie, I think we've got a 14% delinquency uh, overall in in the TREP universe, and uh, I don't see that getting any better anytime too soon. And uh, quickly, retail is coming up. Most major markets, uh, you could say, are over-retailed right now, and consumer purchasing, where it's at, uh, we're going to see more distress there. Uh, in the banking sector, I think Todd's already mentioned that the residential and the A and D, the lot developments have just flooded the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of land available, and so it's probably a good time for investors to buy land. Yeah, I mean, I, we've been selling land for three years at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. The A&D and residential home builder lending market uh, really crashed in, in late 07. So it was the first one to go. And it was, I would say that 90 to 95% of the borrowers at that point in time uh, have failed. Uh, the very few that are left are the end users that we're trying to sell to. Um, the investors that are out there that are, that are trying to, you know, they're buying lots for cheap and selling them to those, those builders as well. So that builder can, can reset the market. And that area uh, where it might have been a $600,000 market for a house, now it's going to be a $300,000 market for a house. And if we're going to get this economy going again, that's how it's going to happen. Um, to touch on the appraisals real quick, uh, I, I think that most appraisers have had to change their philosophy as well when, when we first looked at appraisals to determine how we were going to write stuff down. Uh, you know, you would see 06, 05 comps for how they were determining land and lot values. And uh, now they're trying to now they're having to back into values more for what the end user is going to pay. Uh, now there are some comps of really low prices, and so as we go through this, it's going to affect not only the the performing borrowers, which probably need the appraisals to be higher, but uh, it's going to enable the banks to sell stuff off a lot. A well, lot it's sort of an incredible time to be buying commercial real estate and, and land. And Cliff, what are you guys seeing at your fund? Uh, what kind of returns are, are the buyers targeting, and what types of properties do, they, do you like the most? Well, from the buyer side, I mean, we're targeting distressed uh, properties and because uh, we think that's where some of the best returns are. Um, but, you know, the returns that uh, investors are demanding, you know, varies quite a bit depending on, on what they're targeting. For distressed assets, you know, I think, number one, the underwriting is much more conservative and, you know, we're only looking at deals that are, uh, you know, have IRRs north of mid-20s. Um, for those types of deals. And that's including the life cycle of the investment, right? That's right. Okay. Um, and for, you know, more Class A deals, I think, uh, you know, as was mentioned earlier, cap rates, um, you know, we haven't seen cap rates like this even on Class A type assets in quite some time. So there's some great opportunities out there. I think in general, underwriting has gotten much more conservative. So the expectation of investors and purchasers out there is that, uh, you know, they're looking for a higher rate of return. Okay, well, excellent. Well, after the break, we'll cover some best practices for successful acquisitions. 
some things to consider when you're trying to buy assets uh, from the banks and servicers. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show on Biz 1190, always right on the money. Biz 1190, weather. It's Saturday, and it is going to be a beautiful one out there. High pressure and control. This is the fall weather that we have been waiting for. We'll see lots of sunshine for today. A fairly calm wind. High temperatures in the low 70s. If you are taking the kids out trick-or-treating tonight, clear skies. Lows will be in the mid-40s. On Sunday, a spectacular Halloween. Highs will be in the low 70s. Sunshine, clear skies, and 50 degrees for Sunday night. I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Williams for Biz 1190. Join Biz 1190 every weekday morning at 10 for Bloomberg's In Business with breaking news and exclusive interviews, keeping you up to date on the latest financial information from around the globe. It's business radio. That's always right on the money. This is Biz 1190. You secure your home, you lock your car, but what do you do to protect your valuables at work? In times like these, crime can happen anywhere at any time. Taking some simple preventive measures in your workplace can help cut down on theft, scams, and even physical assault. Keep your purse, wallet, and keys locked in a drawer or closet. Leaving your valuables unattended for even a few moments could create an opportunity for a thief. Visitors should be made to check in at your front desk, wear a name badge, and be escorted to their destination. Unidentified persons in your workplace should be reported immediately. Report faulty locks, broken windows, and burned out lights. Use caution when entering stairwells, restrooms, elevators, and parking garages. If you notice an employee acting irrationally, tell your employer. To learn more on how to keep your workplace safe, visit ncpc.org. That's ncpc.org. Crime prevention at work. It works. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Are you a lender looking to sell foreclosed properties? Are you an investor looking to acquire foreclosed properties? Then this is for you. Hello, I'm Michael Bull, president and founder of Bull Realty Incorporated. Bull Realty is selling foreclosed properties across the nation and all around Atlanta. If you're a lender, there's never been a better source to sell foreclosed properties. I guarantee results. If you're an investor, there's never been a better time to act. Bull Realty is selling all types of commercial properties, apartment complexes, shopping centers, office properties, and land. Experience why 74 lenders and servicers utilize Bull Realty to sell commercial properties. And you're invited to call me personally. A specialized team designed to accomplish your mission is available now. Visit BullRealty.com and call 404-876-1640. at BullRealty.com and call 404-876-1640. Bull Realty, proven commercial performance. The Commercial Real Estate Show is sponsored in part by Arnold Golden Gregory, Attorneys at Law. With 60 years of tradition in serving the real estate needs in Atlanta, our 130 attorneys share a simple philosophy. We don't just tell you if something is possible, we show you how to make it happen. This requires creative thinking, unique knowledge of the market, and a commitment to efficiency, qualities that our clients say make all the difference. The real estate practice of Arnold Golden Gregory understands the Atlanta market and has forged relationships with brokers, bankers, developers, and investors to support the legal needs of our clients. Whether acquiring a small retail center or negotiating a complex joint venture for a new downtown development, companies turn to Arnold Golden Gregory for their real estate needs. For information on Arnold Golden Gregory and how we can help you, visit us online at agg.com. That's agg.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. This week's topic is buying and selling foreclosed properties, notes, and distressed assets. If you appreciate the show and the information, spread the word, and when possible, patronize the show guests and sponsors. The contact information for all of our show contributors is available at the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Okay, we're in the studio today with Tim Solomon with Tremont, Ernie Eden with the apartment group at Bull Realty, Todd Baldry with Regions, and Cliff Lance with Clifton Funds. Uh, gentlemen, there's still a bid-ask spread for distressed properties in, in too many cases. Are lenders and buyers starting to get more realistic about pricing? Uh, what are you seeing, Tim? What we're seeing on our typical campaign is we still drive multiple offers at seven, eight, ten offers are not unusual. The, the 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 case to make is that the the process has to be properly orchestrated. 
and I'll put a plug in for your industry. If you have a competent, uh, exclusive real estate broker who manages the control of information, gets intelligent offerors to the table, the bid as bread we're seeing actually come down. It, it was before you would take the you know the, the crazy outliers and try to run with those guys first. That that doesn't work nearly as well today, and we've seen the offers that are coming in are being a much smaller uh, a gap. So what you look for is the most qualified buyer, and, and in my opinion, that's the guy who can most conventionally bring the debt to the table to close the deal. Because as we'll talk about later on, seller financing is not that plentiful yet. Mm-hmm. And Todd, what are you seeing? I think all banks are getting more realistic. To, to back up my, further, to my my point earlier, we're, we're, we want to lend again, and the best way to do that is to get rid of our assets uh, now. But I do think that we want to be at a price that, that makes sense to the bank. So what I try to do is if somebody brings me an offer or two or three, uh, you know, I, I try to use all that information as ammo to, to go to the powers that be and say, listen, this is the price that we need to sell it at. If not, then let's we're going to have to wait a little while to try to sell it. So, yeah. you know, I get a BPO or – I get a new appraisal if, if I can, uh, or if I have five offers around the same number, that's as good as anything uh, because that's really the market value of the property right now. Excellent. Well, let's get to the real meat of this show, and this uh, the real interesting part to me. How does a buyer get a lender's attention in this market when they're making offers on distressed assets? And uh, Ernie, uh, you know, what are you seeing as a broker? What what uh, what's working when your buyers are making offers on uh, to banks? The ones that get the most attention are those who can show that they have the money in the bank, uh, who have uh, 10 or 15-day inspection periods and can close in 30 days and have already got the money lined up uh, and, can, and can show that they've done this before and know what they're doing. Okay, so they're providing proof of funds. Uh, they're making quick and clean offers, and they're, they're illustrating their past performance for you. Right. Show, giving some kind of a resume or, or a description of who they are and what they've done is very helpful. Hmm. And are you seeing any other uh, ways, uh, uh, Tim, uh, that buyers are, are getting more attention from lenders when they're making offers? Uh, are they are they doing more due diligence up front, or are they better off with letters of intent or going straight to contracts? What gets lenders' attention? I think most lenders don't give a lot of credence to letters of intent, so going straight to contract. And, and frankly, the process, you've got to realize lenders have their own seller forms anyway, and uh, they may not be as obnoxious as the RTC days, but they are <laughs> going to protect the lender. So uh, we're not too impressed by an LOI. I just dig into how knowledgeable is the buyer. If he comes before the process, if it's a preemptive offer, everybody wants to buy off-market deals. Very tough for most of our clients to deal with that because we are, and likely they are, fiduciaries to somebody else's money. You've got to prove that the market has spoken. You've created a market. You've made a market. And then it's just, we're back to the same thing. The most qualified guy, as Ernie says, can move fast, conventionally, and has cash and a track record. And I'd say this, too. Obviously, the the world is getting smaller. Sellers do compare notes. It's a very small universe, coast to coast. And it's not hard to check out a buyer in terms of how they performed in the last couple of deals to help qualify uh, who you're going to climb to deal with. Excellent. And, Todd, what are you seeing at Regions? I know you guys want all cash, clean, quick offers. What else gets your attention? That's exactly what we want, Michael. (laughs) And I'll leave them all. Full price. You know, it really depends on asset class, too. I mean, if if you're... if you're selling a good piece of property, you're going to get a bunch of offers. You're going to be able to even create a bidding war in some cases to where we know we're going to get the best price that way. Uh, you know, a C and D class deal, uh, if it's an apartment deal, I mean, that's just a hard sell. If it's in a bad location, it's a D. It's, you know what, I'll get offers all the time on it, but they're not going to be very good. And, you know, I have to take, I'll look at it and I'll try to take the highest one. I'll, if I take the highest one, I run the risk of them not being able to close. And then I lock it out for another month or two, uh, and that's what you don't want to do either. So, uh, you know, you try to get faster diligence in cash. Uh, the best ammo against that is just to get a bunch of earnest money up front and uh, a quick due diligence. And if they run it, then we can, you know, offset the the taxes for that year. <laughs> Excellent. So some of it also could be the timing. I think one thing you want to do with offers to lenders is, is, is make the offer again and again. If you think you made a fair offer, it may be the timing's not right for them. Consider doing that offer again in a month and a month later. I never drop the ball there. What about uh, forming a joint venture with the current owner or recapitalize an existing sponsor on, on a uh, deal and, and coming in through a short sale? Or are you guys seen any of that, Tim? Not a great deal yet, although we would consider it. But uh, it, it's politically difficult to, get, to give a cut to the current borrower. That's, that's a hard sell on some boardrooms. But it, it may yet be your best business deal, so it, it's something to consider. But I'm not seeing a lot of it yet. And you guys seeing that, Cliff, or Ernie? 
Uh, we're seeing some opportunities. Again, it depends on what the situation with the with the current loan is and whether that that would be possible. But I, th I think borrowers that are distressed right now are looking for whatever opportunity they can to try and stay in the deal. And so, you know, if there's a deal to be had, um, you know, they're out there looking to try and put one together. Yeah, we're seeing at Bull Realty more lenders coming to us and saying, hey, call the sponsor, call this owner, uh, put that property in the market. We, if we know it's marketed well uh, and the sponsor is taking care of the asset, we'll consider a short sale if we know it got to the market well. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll explore what uh, opportunity funds are looking for when acquiring distressed assets. I'm your host, Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show on Biz 1190, always right on the money. From the desk of Chief Meteorologist Aaron Williams, listen for Biz 1190 weather. A few more clouds, a little bit more instability in the atmosphere for today. Reports you can rely on. Rain or shine on the only station in Atlanta. That's always right on the money. Hear that? That's the sound of safety and the sound of your family's belongings staying where they belong. In times like these, it's important to know how to protect your home, your family, and your valuables. A good strong lock on a solid door and frame can make a huge difference. Most burglars will spend no longer than a minute trying to break in. That's only as long as this radio announcement. Remember to lock your doors and windows. Even the best locks can't protect you unless you use them. Install bright outdoor lighting. If you have an alarm system, use it. And post signs that say your home has an alarm. Trim bushes and trees so your house is clearly visible to your neighbors and your street. If you ever return home to find that someone is broken in, do not enter. Call the police immediately. To learn more on how to keep your home and family safe, visit ncpc.org. That's ncpc.org. Let's all work together to keep our homes safe and sound. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. Are you influential in your company's location decisions? Would you like to secure the right space at the best price in the most favorable terms? Then this is for you. Hello, my name is Michael Bull, president and founder of Bull Realty Incorporated. The location, costs, and terms associated with real estate can dramatically affect your company's bottom line. Bull Realty Corporate Services places the power of market knowledge and transaction experience on your side of the table. Office, medical, retail, or industrial, each corporate services team specializes in one property type. They know the properties, they know the owners, and they know the market. Experience why in this year alone, over 150 companies, including law firms and even real estate companies, have utilized Bull Realty Corporate Services to renew their leases and locate new facilities. You're invited to call me personally. A specialized team designed to accomplish your mission is available now. Visit BullRealty.com and call 404-876-1640. That's BullRealty.com, 404-876-1640. Bull Realty, proven commercial performance. The Commercial Real Estate Show is sponsored in part by Arnold Golden Gregory, Attorneys at Law. With 60 years of tradition in serving the real estate needs in Atlanta, our 130 attorneys share a simple philosophy. We don't just tell you if something is possible, we show you how to make it happen. This requires creative thinking, unique knowledge of the market, and a commitment to efficiency, qualities that our clients say make all the difference. The real estate practice of Arnold Golden Gregory understands the Atlanta market and has forged relationships with brokers, bankers, developers, and investors to support the legal needs of our clients. Whether acquiring a small retail center or negotiating a complex joint venture for a new downtown development, companies turn to Arnold Golden Gregory for their real estate needs. For information on Arnold Golden Gregory and how we can help you, visit us online at agg.com. That's agg.com. Join Biz 1190 and Phil's gang weekday afternoons at 3 for eye-opening insight into the stock market, the kind of information that Wall Street doesn't want you to have. Phil's gang at 3, here on Biz 1190, always right on the money. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Today's show is about buying and selling foreclosed properties, notes, and distressed assets. We're in the studio with Tim Solomon, Ernie Eden, Todd Baldry, and Cliff Lance. Uh, gentlemen, when are you seeing more equity come off the sidelines to invest with scale in, in this market? Cliff, are, are you seeing some uh, changes there? 
Well, I, I think equity has been pretty patient in this market. I do think there is quite a bit of equity that is out there, but uh, the equity that that is out there looking for deals, number one, um, I think is is pretty picky about the types of deals that that they will that they will look at and make offers on. Um, and there are different groups out there that are looking for, again, very specific types of deals um, to take advantage of. Secondly, I, I think that there's a lot of folks on the sidelines that are waiting for some sort of consensus that we've hit bottom or uh, things are we, on the we way have. It's, it's We have. We hit bottom. It's, <laughs> it's time to buy now. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I've spoken with several people who have said they would rather be, you know, miss out on the on the very bottom of the market and pay a little bit more just to have a little bit more confidence that we truly are on the way up. We're not going to have a second dip um, or, you know, have the risk of, of prices uh, going down even further. Well, let so. me tell you, your fund and all those other buyers out there, you don't have to buy at the, like the stock market, the very bottom. You said the bottom is low, right? So we're low. Start buying, okay? That's right. I mean, and, and from our perspective, you know, we, we feel like there are some incredible opportunities out there right now. You know, do I know whether we've hit bottom in all, all the different markets? I don't, and, and I don't think we have probably in, in some of the different property types. But having said that, I think there are some great opportunities out there right now Um if you uh, if you are set up to um, be able to um, put in offers and close on properties, um, well, let's talk about that for a second. Cliff, as an attorney, you work with several funds, and and you have a fund acquiring foreclosed properties. What are the advantages for for a seller or a lender that you're bringing an offer to, and what are the advantages for an investor uh, in your fund? Well, advantages for a seller or lender are that uh, you know, as was mentioned earlier when when we were talking about how to catch. Uh, uh, the attention of a seller right now, you need to be able to show that you can perform and that you can perform quickly. So that means being able to show proof of funds, being able to show that you've closed on other deals uh, in this down market is very important. Um, being able to move quickly. Uh, fortunately, right now, you know, a lot of the folks that uh, uh, are consultants that provide due diligence services, surveyors, environmental consultants, uh, those types of folks um, are able to get things done much more quickly now. Uh, because there's not as much work out there, and so uh, we're able to move uh, forward a lot more quickly on our due diligence, uh, which helps quite a bit in, in getting the attention of the seller. Um, but first and foremost is is having the money to be able to to uh, buy something in this environment and finance it. So the pooled as the pooled as aspect of the deal, where the guys are bringing in five hundred thousand apiece, and you pull ten guys together, right? so you can buy a nicer asset and come in and make cash offers. Absolutely, and whether it's you know we we syndicate deals with with high net worth uh, individuals, but there are other you know funds out there, um, uh, private REITs, public REITs uh, that are structured different ways that do have capital to be able to purchase in this environment. And I think the advantage of those types of structures is the same as in that if you have funds that you can move quickly on uh, and have experience in in buying and operating those property types that. Uh, you're going to have an advantage in this market and, and being able to lock up deals. Yeah, and I think it's important if you want to invest in commercial properties and you want to go into a fund uh, type of partnership to, to look at the sponsor's experience, uh, look at their background, uh, look at their uh, legacy issues, and, and look at what, what kind of properties they own and what type of loans they might have uh, maturing. And uh, all right, well, I'd like to thank our panel members for joining us today, uh, Tim Solomon, Ernie Eden, Todd Baldry, Cliff Lance. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Michael. Thank you. Uh, remember, the Commercial Real Estate Show is your source for information and for industry experts. You can email commercial real estate questions to radio show at bullrealty.com. And you can access the show information for our show guest, our host, and our sponsors through the show website at commercialrealestateshow.com. I'm Michael Bull. Thanks for joining us today. Until next week, be sure that you lead, learn, and laugh. And join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show on Biz 1190, always right on the money.